0: If you're Welcome back to another episode of A Different Podcast with me, your host, Dwayne Duke, uh, where we talk about NBC's hit sitcom, A Different World. Uh, this week, my guest is Paulus B. Farrell from uh, Dallas, Texas. He's a stand-up comedian from Texas, produces the PHIB comedy series with Baron Vaughn. Guys, put your hands together for Paulus <laughs> I It's so hard to get out of the, the habit of hosting on stage. <laughs> yeah,
1: man. I know. I know. I I been hosting like myself when I do menial tasks around the house. So I get it.
0: <laughs> hey, um, I, I got a round of applause for the pizza guy once and he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a suck. Yeah. Um, all right. So the thing I like to do with everyone on their first time on the podcast is to find out a little bit about your history and your experience with the show. So tell us, uh, where'd you go to school? What was your major?
1: Uh, I went to the University of North Texas, which is, like, a, not an HBCU. Uh, it's very much the opposite of one. Uh, and uh, I uh, majored in creative writing. Uh, didn't finish, but that's what I majored in while I was there.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um now, when did you come to the show? Like, did you watch it when you were younger? Like, did you get to see any of it in first run, or was it all like reruns?
1: Man, I to be honest, I I, I can't even really tell anymore. I, I grew up with the show, uh, like watching it, and sometimes it was just like you know in the background. Uh, but it had to have been like the later seasons because when the show started, which was like I think eighty seven, right?
0: Yeah, it premiered in eighty seven and ended in ninety three. Yeah, so I, you know, I was three
1: in 87, so, like, I, I doubt, I, you know, I I remember anything, let alone, you know, Mm the show, but I remember it from a very young age, uh, watching episodes, uh, I think it would come on after the Cosby show sometimes, uh, so yeah, yeah, but, like, when I started, like, really paying attention and watching it, it was, like, kind of when I got a little bit older, uh, they would, like, it was like a block of shows that they would show and they would show two episodes of a different world. And, uh, that's when I like, you know, I was old enough to understand what was happening and I was like, kind of like watching it for entertainment as opposed to it just being on.
0: Nice. Um, all right. So this week we're talking about season one, episode 19, Claire's last stand and season one, episode 20, if only for one night, um, Episode 19, Claire's Last Stand, directed by Tony Singletary, written by Thad Mumford. Uh, original air date, March 24, 1988. Uh, Maggie and Denise plan a summer vacation in Greece. Denise realizes her parents may not allow her to go, let alone agree to finance the trip because of her terrible grade. She plans to soften her mother up during a weekend visit. Claire arrives at Hillman on her own after Denise fails to pick her up on time and Letty unwittingly unwittingly fills her in on the trip. Claire refuses to let Denise go to Greece. She and Cliff have decided to make Denise get a summer job in the hopes that she might take her education seriously if she helps finance it. Denise believes that her parents consider her worthless, but Claire eases her mind. Jalisa decides to join Maggie in Greece. Whitley fears that she will have to spend her birthday alone after Millie bails on her because of her plans with Ron. Um, in episode 20, if only for one night... During the last week of school, Denise accepts a date with Dwayne. She insists that they are only going out as friends, although her roommates note that Dwayne believes otherwise. Dwayne gets reservations at an expensive Japanese restaurant, but has to scramble for a way to pay for dinner. After spending all of his money on a suit, Whitley becomes despondent when she fails to get an internship in New York, and she now must spend her summer in Richmond with her judgmental mother. Uh, Whitley gives Dwayne $40 for dinner because she wants to find happiness. She shows up at the restaurant in the middle in the middle of the date and begins complaining about her problems. She shocks Denise and Dwayne with the revelation that she considers them her only true friends. Although Whitley offers to leave, Dwayne lets her cry on his shoulder and gives her advice on how to deal with her mother. This episode uh, was, again, directed by Tony Singletary and written by Susan Fales. Uh, and its oh, original oh, air oh. date was April 28th, 1988. The last four episodes of this season have weird air dates so it's uh, they're doing can you hear me did I lose you uh, pause. all right so as it turns out see or episode 20 was the last one filmed before um, Felicia or before or at least when I officially left the show uh, due to her pregnancy yeah mm-hmm. uh, I maintain that uh, Zoe Kravitz is the best thing to ever happened to this series. <laughs> or the second best thing. Uh, so I guess let's go through uh, these two episodes. The first one, Claire's last thing, um, it sort of seems like this this trip to Greece comes out of nowhere, like yeah. Like uh, most
1: things on on in that first season,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's a wild thing where just they've decided, oh, we're going to Greece. That's just that's just a thing that we've decided we're going to do over over vacation, and it makes sense because they're you know they're working on the end of the seat or oh, no. it, it feels like this the the school year is wrapping up, right? Um, but Claire's. Concerns about her grades are just like, mm, it feels like we should have talked about this over Christmas and at Easter and before she went back in the spring. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, also the, the description that you were reading is, is that like, what, what, what synopsis is
0: that? Uh, I'm, I read them from Wikipedia. Cause it's got all 144 in order with the director and the writer
1: I'm surprised how detailed that was, because they even mentioned the part where Jalisa takes Denise's place, which is such a small, like, forgetful part of that episode, that the fact that it's in there is, like, blowing me away. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I, it was so, I think it was, like, the episode was trying to tell us, like, you know, basically Denise wasn't shit. She was, a, a, like, a major fuck-up. But they had to like reinforce it or like just double down on this.
0: Also, I'm sorry because they do it so often. Like everyone jumps on Denise about her grades and how like she doesn't how she doesn't try, and it comes up. And I think, I think around five different episodes of this one season.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like most of her like later half of the Cosby Show, uh, (laughs) as as well. but yeah, I mean, but, like, it, I think if, like, of the episodes that, I, you know, I remember of, of uh, season one, because I tried to go back and I watched the first five uh, episodes and then I just, like, watched the ones that we were going to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the things, I, 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 I used to clown on that first season of A Different World a lot. But one thing that was, like, real apparent is, like, how real the struggle is when you're in college I think they, like, if I'm going to give it any points is, man, you could see the struggle of, like, being in college through Denise. Like, she couldn't pay for anything. Her grades sucked. She thought she was way smarter than what she really was. Like, it was, like, and, like, so to just jump on her for not being shit, I was just like, "Mm, it's not kind of fair. He's like a young, dumb person just trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah, but it feels like she should have figured out a lot of these issues in her freshman year, and if she couldn't not have gone back for a sophomore,
1: <laughs> that's fair. That's fair.
0: <laughs> I mean, these are these are very freshman mistakes, and, and they're, they've established that she's a sophomore. Like, had they written her as a freshman, uh, I mean, it would have slightly changed the timeline, but it, it would make more sense.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: true, true. Um, I don't. Yeah, I mean.
1: I, that part where Claire was dressing her down I'm like, felt too real to me. Like, You, know, you still hear kind of breaking up. Can you hear me? I, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Can you hear me?
0: Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. I... I... This week, my, all of my computer stuff has decided it, it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. Uh, yeah, but we have this great episode, or this great line in um in episode 19, where she goes, Greece is such a wonderful educational opportunity. And Claire just goes, yeah, so is college, but you haven't seemed to gotten very much out of it. And she... It like from the moment Felicia Rashad steps on screen, it is clear she's not here for anyone's nonsense or bullshit.
1: <laughs> no games, no games.
0: Um, her and Letty have that fantastic back and forth and you're just like, Oh yeah, Letty is I guess the adult in charge. <laughs> <laughs> just
1: accidentally snitching, and I said accident with quotes up. Like, yeah, that was That was, that was was rough to watch. I think it's also kind of, not rough, I I mean, you know, it's a, it's a television show, but, you know, I I think I'm just, we're all used to watching Claire and, you know, Bill, like, together, like, doing, like, the good cop, bad cop, where he's (laughs) just, like, you know, a silly clown, while she's, like, the authoritative figure, and, like, when you don't have the silly clown to back it up, I was, like, oh wow yeah uh, you're very mean to your daughter but like you're kind of right man she's like yeah you're fucking up and you're still fucking up like
0: (laughs) she couldn't do the basic thing of pick her mother up from the airport
1: oh man that was that was hard to watch too when she like just showed up a couple of seconds late Uh.
0: which meant like for them to arrive back at hillman within minutes of each other Denise had to get to the airport, look around, see no one was there. Claire had have already just left, paid her cab, carried her luggage, and made it back to her dorm uh, to have this knockdown dragout on the veranda of Gilbert Hall, which we haven't really spent a lot of time on as of yet, but like, it looks fantastic in this scene. It, I mean, they're very much just adding this set piece for what they thought was the final episode of the season. So it's wild that they added the set piece.
1: Yo, I mean, I, not to cut away from that, but when you mentioning, like, Denise, like, getting there, realizing her mom wasn't there, and then just, like, kind of taking off, like, you know, like a school-up child would do. Yeah. Uh, like, what? Tr- what tripped me up about the writing was, like, claire saying like you know i was waiting for 35 minutes i was like man y'all could have wrote her like some extra time there because 35 minutes doesn't seem like a long time (laughs) that just like i get it like that is you know that sucks but come on claire you couldn't wait like a little bit longer
0: (laughs) but also claire i mean claire's a lawyer claire has shit to do she was she had an agenda for the day um and she must have Honestly, I feel like Claire got to, like, the 20-minute mark and was like, okay, I'm going to give this girl five more minutes, gave her 15, and got a cab.
1: Yo, you're, you're being fair. I. It, it's very clear from the way who we're defending in the scene, like, which one of us in life is currently a fuck-up and the other one, and who's not.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I, I'm a fuck-up. I'm just a fuck-up on a timetable. I
1: hear, uh, that. I
0: hear that. Um there's a there's a sad little b story of of whitley's birthday um and this is some more where we sort of understand that uh, millie and ron are dating uh although the passage which, of which by the way
1: they deserve each other man uh
0: yeah but you know coming <laughs> down the line where who he ends up with you're, she could not have been more different than millie true yeah yeah and i mean this is, I believe, is Millie's final appearance on the series, and they don't—they never mention what happens to her. She just, she just is a student on another part of campus, and she never dates Ron again. Uh, <laughs> watching, there, Lady, I
1: like to—I yeah. like to think that her parents met Ron over the summer break and made her transfer schools, but that's just—that's just me.
0: Damn, <laughs> <laughs> changed her enrollment. Um, watching Letty and Claire have a real conversation it was like oh fuck we need more adult like more real adults on this series and I think that's what they, they figured out when introducing new characters in the next season um, but then there's also this whole thing where you get Julissa as a mom stand in um, where she was like hey I mean Huxtable you're fucking up <laughs> you you could turn it around but you've been fucking up yeah they they had like
1: so many different like like parental figures I realized in that tr- which I don't think is a bad thing because you know obviously that's the reality of college like you're constantly surrounded by you know professors and like uh you know just uh the the ras who are like adult adults you know what I mean like, so you're constantly like surrounded by older people, but they all seem like either the same person or just one like too one dimensional. Uh, with I'll say with the exception of Letty, and like Letty wasn't there for that long, but like she, she, you know, she seemed like she seemed like she was Cl- Claire, which was actually funny that you brought that up because like I was like, oh, she's just like her new Claire, basically, like or just her new mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even the way like the the cadence in which they spoke i was like oh yeah 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 this is this is just new claire for her but yeah i mean i i like that you brought that up cuz I, I i just kept on thinking about that cuz they had well, what's the other lady's name and
0: stevie wonderful stevie
1: yeah i was like i yeah that's why do we why do we have this character i don't i don't know why
0: um i like it seems like they wrote Stevie and Jaleesa and, and couldn't decide how much, uh, or like, oh, there's going to be two separate characters, but then they kept writing them that almost identical. There's a lot of things that Stevie just, you know, due to the screen time they gave her, she didn't do certain things like she already had one kid, so she wasn't trying to raise a whole other crop of them. Whereas Jalisa didn't have a child on screen, so she became a de facto mom because she was older. She in that space, she's the uh, <laughs> she's the B Arthur of Golden Girls, not quite <laughs> Sophia, but like definitely not a Rose.
1: <laughs> Yo, you know that's also, That's also kind of funny because, like, you know, Jalisa was like married she had like you know that mysterious marriage that everybody was talking about in the beginning uh and then like you know divorced and and stevie had the kid it really does feel like they wrote one character was like i'm pretty sure we could split this up into two people because like that seems like a story for one person like the recent divorcee with a child right but i
0: I mean stevie's also divorced um they they never make mention of her ex-husband uh like what he does. At least Jalisa's ex-husband makes an appearance in season two. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Tommy, wild. Uh, um. So the episode progresses, and Claire and uh, Claire and Denise have a heart-to-heart over Chinese food in in a restaurant, and. Cl- uh, Claire is sitting there and she's ready to talk and she seems open and Denise is pouting and she's acting like a child. She's not like she's acting like a child, but she's also decided, oh, I'll just get like a waitressing job. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you having a job after your second year of college is not that unheard of. It's
1: yeah. Yeah, she made that seems like this is the part where I was just like, I had to jump off a of team Denise because I was like, yo, I. What what do you expect is about to happen? Like and, and and then you start to really feel like and obviously again, I don't know if they were thinking in these terms. Most likely they were, but like, you know, she she has a, a doctor for a father, a lawyer for a mom. So she's not hurting for money. They probably, you know, have set up something nice for a college fund or whatever. And so she's thinking, Oh, this is easy. I could just kind of skate by. And I was like, nah, dude, even even if they have that, you still kinda have to work for yourself. Yeah. There's and like the- you're
0: there's a moment with um with Whitley and Denise outside the pit um where they're they're setting up that Millie and Ron are scheming somehow in the corner and it's it's such a throwaway it's not even a B story it's the period after a D story.
1: Oh, when Whitley was dropping that wisdom.
0: Yeah, and they sit down and um she goes, "Oh, well, do you have, you know, women of a certain age only fight with their mothers about two things?" And I was like, "That's untrue," but okay. Um <laughs> wild uh and so she goes what well, do you have any stocks no do you have any bonds no um and she goes i've got 475 dollars in the bank and i was like honestly for 1988 that's not nothing
1: yeah yeah that's pretty good money
0: yeah like <laughs> for for how big of of a screw-up she is supposed to be and like how bad with money she is having almost 500 dollars in the bank with um like five weeks left at school she's comfortable to get through the rest of the semester
1: yep yeah <laughs> well I, I really like that scene though because it 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 may, it took uh whitley out of that you know that the first couple of seasons that character that they had her in and they just mm-hmm. kind of you kind of got a glimpse of who whitley was like you know a thinker and organizer uh and not just like what what Lisa or not Lisa Denise was being in that moment, which was just like a, an entitled asshole.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So they have they have this this dinner, and it seems like a really good dinner. And Ta- Claire tells this story about Denise deciding she's going to learn how to eat with chopsticks, and the restaurant closing around them. And Denise goes, and she just goes, "You hate me, don't you?" And it was like, "Oh, that you you didn't even stretch first before you made that leap. You just <laughs> jumped for it." ballsy go for it let's let's see how this turns out and claire rightfully sits her down and like puts her back together um which is a weird trope every member of the family that came to visit had to have a heart-to-heart where they where they took care of denise's emotional like laundry um including yeah. rudy rudy comes for a visit <laughs> and she has to do work on her sister's <laughs> like emotional neediness and it's like bitch get a therapist
1: <laughs> for real <laughs> uh well also I, I i also like the part when she asks her like you know do you hate me and like claire's just like yeah i do i try to get rid of you and your dad didn't like <laughs> i was like i do you have like nieces or nephews or any young people in your family?
0: Um I I have some younger cousins who I have babysat once or twice and they would say things to me like I'm hungry and I was like I know I just fed you. So my response was always I don't care. <laughs> so, yeah, man.
1: You just got to like like I yeah, I learned that pretty early. I have a younger niece and a ne- younger nephew. Uh, and I'm talking about, like, you know, they're, like, between, they're four and seven.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's, like, one of their favorite things is to be, like, why don't you like me or do you hate me? And it's just, like, bruh, sis, it's not that serious. I just said that you couldn't stay up an extra five minutes. Like, you're not going to die. <laughs> I promise. You.
0: If you love uh, me, you'd let me. No, I
1: wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. And, like, she's a grown-ass, like, she's, like, 19 in this yeah. episode. Talking about don't you hate me but I was like, man, you don't get your child ass off somewhere.
0: So dramatic. And I, I love that I I can't figure out how time passes in this first season because no. they it seems like they introduced a new class every episode. And I get that you have a certain <laughs> level number of classes, but um like an episode or two back they you know they were just starting a new class and it was like no 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 no. you should be at midterms this this episode is airing l- after march <laughs> like get it together yeah oh man
1: uh even with like uh the whole like picking a uh or okay. like go in a grease thing
0: mm-hmm. like
1: it, it almost makes you feel like the next episode like you know they're leaving but it's it's you know it's not even that.
0: Yeah. So uh, and that's that's a good jump to episode twenty. Uh, so episode twenty. Oh, and obviously at the end of episode nineteen, they have they have a surprise party for Whitley, and you know she's her usual self, but surprise, you know. Um, <laughs> episode twenty, uh, it begins with Dwayne and Ron moving luggage. They've started. Uh, they've started a. a Uh, a student moving service, I guess. Uh, They preceded a bunch of student moving services that popped up in, like, the thousands. So, you know, some people owe them royalties. I'll say that. Uh, (laughs) Dwayne is finally going to go for it, which means the writers were finally about to push... They are ready to push the storyline that Dwayne and Denise are going to go for it. And... All for nothing. I mean... There's more chemistry, there's more work done to make Whitley and Dwayne feel real. Like, um we can we can try to go through it beat by beat, but there's not a whole lot there's not a whole lot of meat to this episode. No. He's trying to stare or trying to sell her her crap and no one's buying it. Um whitley Did trying... do they
1: even explain what she's trying to say? She's just trying to get rid of it. That's right. Yeah, yeah she's
0: just trying to get her stuff out of her dorm. Um and it's weird because she's definitely talking about coming back the next year and then she doesn't she (laughs) she never returns um they i mean they don't make any statements like oh we're all gonna live together but you know she definitely was like oh i you know i'll be back next year no you won't um Dwayne, is he finally works up the courage to ask out Denise, he goes for one last chance, and it's like it's it's wild that you're you're going for it during finals when people are busy and stressed and at their ugliest. Exactly, oh, and also everybody's about to go home. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess for them it didn't matter because like they both lived in Brooklyn, so I guess that's not too out of the realm but it, like it reminded me of like that real cowardly thing that I used to do <laughs> when I had a crush on someone, which is like, let them know how I felt like when I knew there was going to be space and time between us. Mm-hmm. But like, I did that when I was like in middle school and high school, like I was like, bro, you're older. Like, you I mean, forget that nineteen's not that much older.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he's like 18, 19 in, in this yeah. moment. And it it tracks it. It makes sense. They're like, they're hanging out. Um, they are, they've are. they decided that they're, you know, she finishes her class. He works with the nerve to finally ask her out. Uh, I think we're almost halfway through the episode when he asks her out. And then then a lot of the episode is just the struggle of him getting ready. Making money. It. Yeah. Uh, Ron buys Millie a, a diamond chip, and she oozes and ahs, and we're like, Millie, you're not a character. Uh, <laughs> Whitley doesn't get the internship and she is screaming in the library and everyone's just like, yeah, no, that's cool. It's finals week. No one here is about rain and murder someone. That's, that's not a real, that's not realistic. Um, Let's see. uh, There's some talk about summer plans and it's weird that Dwayne and Denise who are both going back to not, not only just going back to New York, both going back to Brooklyn uh in the 80s or doing nothing they'll be like yeah no we'll hang out I mean you're like four trains away
1: yeah for (laughs) real uh yeah you're practically neighbors I don't know why you're making it seem like you're not gonna see each other I did you like because I don't know how like you watch this show like uh, you when you watched it when you were younger but I remember Mm -hmm something weird that i th- i want to say i said this to my mom or my sister who i would watch you know the Kazu show in a different world with when i was much younger uh but i i i remember saying oh i heard that uh, because you know denise obviously doesn't come back in the second season i was like i heard they're allowing the other characters to like get some time and then she's gonna come back which i don't know why i said that it's such a like a stupid kid thing to say um uh, but then it got me thinking about that. And then it got me thinking, like, man, I wouldn't wonder what would have happened if uh, Lisa Bonet, Denise, like, stayed on the show. Because, like, it looks like they were obviously setting up, like, a love triangle situation between Denise Whitley and Dwayne.
0: Um, I think I, – I can speculate about that till the cows come home. I think <laughs> the show wouldn't have made it another season, another full season, because Denise was not a strong enough lead – or even that interesting um (laughs) whoa (laughs) hey that's 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 fair that's fair if her her entire character arc is oh she's a screw-up oh but she sort of takes one step forward and i mean they proved it with felicity no one cares that much
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's hard to root for denise i mean like i think i think i was like like watching the first like I don't know, it's like five or six episodes. And then the two episodes that we watched. Cause like when I go back and watch a different world, I definitely always skip the first season. I don't, I don't know how many people you've talked to or how many people have said this so far, but I'm pretty sure that's like pretty much the consensus. I think I, li- I listened to the episode with DDT and I think like DD said that, but like it's hard to watch the first season. But like I have such a crush on Lisa Bonet. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I think I was going back to that part of my brain and just like rooting for her, like rewatching this, but yeah, she's she ain't shit. Like, that's pretty much like the arc of this character is like, oh, look at me, screw up and then everybody's gonna forgive me by the, you know, 21 minute mark.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's wild because it's like and I think I look at it through a lens of today where she is the daughter of, she's the daughter of a doctor and a lawyer. She's She's not hurting for money. Um, no, she's just bad with money, which I'm bad with money, and that like that's not that's not thing I fault her for. But she also like she doesn't acknowledge that she's bad with money. She doesn't acknowledge that she's wasting time. She's wasting money. Uh, she also doesn't acknowledge that she has three siblings that come after her that still all have to go to college. Yeah. Um, um. She. She just she doesn't try, and the writers didn't really try with this character she seemed more. she seemed more like set dressing than a character of the season yes yes
1: hey okay i'm so happy you said that because like watching this again like made me think of so i like i don't know what you're supposed to think when you see denise like how she dresses how she acts but i guess like it's that idea of like the free spirit who's very you know in tune with themselves and with like social issues and whatever that they're trying to make her seem like but she's like so not that like she's like aggressively not that
0: (laughs) they all the parts of denise that they wanted to show they split up and made better characters of so the entitled brat they they made a better character of that by doing um whitley uh the free spirit there's a better version of that as Freddie. Freddie, yeah yeah yeah. um the the hard worker who's from a big family there's a better version of that in kim um the person from new york who does really who like is trying to do better is dwayne that's also gina like all the parts that they wanted to make this one character they're like how can we so by taking all the parts of her that could have been interesting and splitting them up and moving them to other places, she's just this blank canvas who dresses weird, has weird shit, is a slob and is a pain it, in Helisa's ass.
1: Exactly, exactly. And like the like the like the thing that like hurts the most is <laughs> I don't know why I said hurt, but I think that's the most apt word right now. Is like, oh, you're just you're dressing up as the thing you're not the thing and then it kind of reminds you of all the people you run into in life where you're just like oh this seems like a person who's like of my circle and then you get to talk to them for five minutes and you're like oh no you just put on the costume and you're just a weirdo who leaves pizza in the common room or whatever the you know whatever she was doing in that person. she didn't do a lot she was like yeah
0: yeah um she she doesn't do much she she coasts and i mean it's and i guess if you're gonna build a storyline off of like well she's a slacker and she doesn't really do anything fine but like she needs something there has to be a reason that i'm that i'm watching this character and not dreading her stage time not like just and Lisa yeah. Bonet's not a bad actress. She just she constantly gets out acted on this on the show because they wrote more things for other characters.
1: Yeah. And I think that's like real evident in episode 20. It just felt like so jumbled. Like the I think the stories like you said, supposed to be about this first date, but we don't even really talk about that until literally halfway in. Like I was like tracking the time and I was like, man, you don't have that much time. For an actual date now but i, I mean it, it it wrapped up pretty good though i'm sorry yeah. go
0: ahead. with that date like the best part of the date is when whitley shows up whitley comes up yep 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 because now now there's like an emotional depth there's like there's all these other things and yeah like dwayne gives her the poem and then they dance in the moonlight and honestly and that... then they
1: kiss and he'd never see
0: her again (laughs) well i mean he sees her again and in season three i believe for some reason they all go up to new york Uh, i think it's a holiday thing and whitley was supposed to go which
1: yeah and the best part of that is like the time that whitley and Dwayne spent together so like still you're right
0: (laughs) yeah so uh but like they they have this whole moment and um You you finally get to see, like, Lisa have some depth to her character and, like, have some emotion to her character and, like, really have feelings. And then it's over. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Like, and it's over in seconds. There's a moment with uh, Whitley and um, Letty where uh, Whitley is just trying... you know, she's desperately trying to like glom onto anyone else's summer plans. She's like, Oh, I could come to Greece with you girls, or my cousin could come to Greece with you girls and, and translate for you. And Jaleesa's like, No. Uh, and Letty, she goes, Hey, Letty, like my cousin could come to the Southwest and work with you. And uh, Letty's like, I've never even met this woman. Um, but maybe if you try to be real, your friends would like you. And then, she turns on a dime she like she tries it she steps out of her out of her shitty little box
1: yeah you know you know what's also what's hilarious about that part is like in the very beginning where she thought she was gonna get some job she was Mm -hmm. like really shitty to millie to jaleesa about being like a cable repair person and then and then even with letty she was just like you know what i know you're getting your jumbled affairs together i was like i wrote that down because i was like wow you're such an asshole to everybody. Uh and then like she and, yeah, so she had like the best like like story in that because you saw her go from like on top of the world to like so defeated that she's telling these two people how they're her best friends and they're just looking at her like, what do you what? Not not us.
0: We uh we've barely spoken and <laughs> And most of the time it's you insulting me. <laughs> yeah um there are there are some moments so the scene where where whitley is crying on Dwayne's shoulder in the restaurant i I was like i feel like that's the moment when the writers are like oh um maybe we should do some more work to see if we can get these two together this this -hmm. seems like it's gonna work like i know we have to get denise something but
1: yeah and like they just threw a last minute hell mary love story at her which i don't think it's last minute like that's obviously you would think that was like the idea like like something was going to happen between her and Dwayne, but it felt like so like put together in the last minute which clearly isn't the case but it feels
0: like that because they they talk about um they talk about the very first episode of the the series where he's uh, He's like, well, what did you think about me when you first saw me? And she mm-hmm. she gives this, like, half-assed answer. And, uh, it honestly, for me, it tracks more that it seems like, yeah, it it feels like she slept with him that night and then just never saw him again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, which, like, was such a confusing, like, story to tell because, like, I forgot how, like, bad like t- television and like that in a good way i should say like some of the messages like she's she's uh rejected you a hundred times but that one more time you could possibly kiss her outside your dorm room before something else happens i was like it felt it felt like like weird just like with like today's understanding of like yeah you know if she says no just like you know maybe Ask somebody else out who wants to hang out with you, but like, obviously you see him in every episode, not only flirting with Denise, but like everybody. But obviously Denise, because
0: like she's the star of the
1: show, yeah. And he, like,
0: he flirts with Denise, like, like oh man, I can dump this other chick at any time if if you just give me a, a go sign, and it's it's aggressive and it is wild and crazy, and I'm glad they dropped that. <laughs> I'm glad they dropped that in the next season, like when the series comes back for season two. When Debbie Allen's at the helm of the series, um to yeah. wait, oh, go, yeah. way less this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think all of that goes to Rod, obviously. But yeah, I was thinking about like uh Dwayne in the later seasons. He probably has like one of the best arcs of a character in television. Like thinking about season one Dwayne and then like the middle of the series and then at the end where he's just like a serious professor who like has to sometimes sit down with his wife and like you know he's like trying to be understanding to like Whitley's like you know they they obviously wrote her as like a very neurotic character uh but like having to sit down and be understanding and then also sometimes like just losing his shit like that that like Kadeem Hardison was a fucking good actor, man.
0: He he did work, man. Uh, this is a good transition to talk about the series as a whole. Um, one thing I like to ask everybody their first time on the podcast is which uh, which version of the theme song is your favorite?
1: Ooh, oh uh, man, I, it's it's probably yeah, it's definitely the Aretha Franklin version. Like I can't like that's actually it's funny because. Uh, the season one theme song is obviously coming out because I was watching season one mm-hmm. and uh, I think I, I was I, I heard you ask this question to Didi Dee Dee and, and Geneva uh, and I remember like I think you told us who the artist was who did it but I, like, I I really thought it was Tracy Chapman who sung that song which I wouldn't have a problem with I just don't care for it <laughs>
0: I I could I could, you know, honestly, if if we ever get out of whatever we're in right now and Tracy Chapman goes back to her like Sunday shows in in the Bronx or wherever like this is what I imagine she just has like a standing engagement where she smokes weed on stage and plays and plays a guitar and everyone's like you can't smoke it here and she goes, This is my goddamn bookshop. That's just (laughs) that's my headcanon. Um I will go find her and get her to sing the theme to a different world
1: oh yeah I, and please record it and release it
0: like yeah uh
1: but yeah um uh, i don't even know why i said like brought that up but like it just felt like uh it felt like like you know like uh, uh like very folksy sounding to me anyway mm-hmm. uh which which I, I i i like i like that version of the song when they used to do like the quick uh intro like introduction without like um
0: or it's just like this thing where it's like, it's a different word. Yeah. And no then it was just like,
1: from... the episode comes on. Uh, it was like the very, like abbreviated version of the song is what I'm trying to say. You can't find the words, but yeah, like I didn't mind that one, but if I'm like watching the entire credits and like that dope ass sequence that they did, I'm definitely going with the Aretha version.
0: Okay. Um, have not had many votes for boys, the men just yet. It's
1: yeah. It's, <laughs> I think they were trying to make it feel way cooler than what it was. <laughs> like, I wish I could seek to like, like mock it, but I just like be sounding like an ass, but it felt like it was trying to be
0: cooler than what it was. Watching it. It sort of seemed like, like that one seems like, like the most the modern. Like that one seems like, it, yeah, it's the most. In the... That's the one that like throws off the timeline in my head of when a different world aired. Cause i could swear before doing this doing all the research i was like oh yeah different world was on for like 10 years because like the last the last part (laughs) of the show had of aired around like 99 not 92 (laughs) exactly okay so are there any um are there any characters who haven't been introduced yet who you're excited to get to revisit
1: oh man um That's a good question. I, I don't, I don't know if there's like, because like I think like my favorite characters are, uh, you know, obviously Dwayne and Whitley because they mm-hmm. really made the story about them. But I really, really enjoyed Freddie. I like, I don't know if it was intentional that she was supposed to be comedic relief, like it, when we were introduced to her. But when she does finally become that And also like her interactions with Ron Like they're both so funny Together so so yeah Like I I would like I like to get back To watching like Freddie become Like pseudo serious To what Freddie was You know what I mean
0: Yeah okay Um, Is there like a cultural moment or like a big Message episode from the series That you that sticks out In your brain is is Like um, a lot of people bring up um the Rodney King episodes uh where they where they covered the LA riots and you know what it was like to be in LA on your honeymoon after oh yeah after this big thing
1: oh yeah man I forgot because I remember like there was like a yeah I forgot that was a Rodney King episode um the one that every time I think about a different world the one that sticks out to me is Ron and Dwayne going to jail because of that fight. And then you hear like the five different versions of how that fight happened. Mm
0: -hmm. Cause
1: A, it's just, it's just like objectively like hilarious. Like when the white guys like explain their version of the events and they're just like these like, you know, preacher boys. And then you, you see like this, like bastardized like like version of like so it's clearly a white guy in the writer's room like this is how black people interact like <laughs> like it was it's just hilarious to watch and like they overcommit to to this character <clears throat> that so for that part obviously but and then like the big um uh speech at the end by uh was it Dwayne? no it was it was the Dwayne's part and then the guards part which i think the guard's wife was like black and they just assumed that he was a racist cop and then like you know his his wife ends up being black in this which you know a little bit of me wants to be like fuck them for that but like it was just all like it all it was just such a solid episode and i think that's why it always sticks out in my brain um also, like they come back to the car and there's like an N.I. on the car and you're just like, oof, well, oh, no, no, it, there was an N.I. And then somebody finished it off, uh, oh. like on the car or something like that. Uh, so that, yeah, that always sticks out. It's like they had this moment where like it was like, oh, yeah, we kind of defeated racism a little bit today. And they go back to their car and they're like, oh, nope, never mind.
0: No, nope. we, <laughs> we definitely didn't. In fact, uh, we just pissed it off a little bit. Yeah. Um,
1: we we made it go a little harder that's what we did
0: yeah i think that episode is coming up a little no it must be season 3 i'm i'm looking at um the wikipedia on season 2 for these episodes to see just like what's coming cuz it's a homecoming episode
1: yeah that's what it was yeah yeah yeah
0: um no no Nope, no. Is it season four? Maybe. Wow.
1: Yeah, I always want to say that's a like closer to the last season, but it's obviously not because they're students, and and uh, like they're very clearly students in that episode.
0: I'm just googling Dean Kane a different world. Uh, so the episode, uh, yeah, because Dean Kane is one of the white guys. He has a weird career,
1: but also. <laughs> perfect Casty, right like isn't he like a weirdo republican (laughs) oh is he
0: oh i don't want to know that because he was like (laughs) he was superman like not three years after this oh man he's closer to homelander in
1: real life (laughs) yeah
0: oh uh yeah the episode is the cats in the cradle 90 oh 92 so yeah this had to be a season five episode Oh, really? Dang, I guess. Alright. Yeah, because season 5, season 6, let's see. Looking it up on the Wikipedia. This is very interesting for everyone involved, but I... <laughs> we have to get to the bottom of this.
1: While you're looking that up, though, do you mind if I ask what's a standout or your favorite episode?
0: Um, my favorite episode, I believe, is the opening of A Place Where the Blues Will Be Played. played with uh (laughs) with in vogue as oh yeah because it's it's fantastic it's okay um yeah so it is episode 14 of season five uh uh dean kane ernie sabalia and wayne fetter and wayne fetterman are all guest stars um the episode before is, I mean, has the boys as guest stars. Um, like Heavy Dean and the boys guest starred the week before. That's back when they had the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, oh, and that's shortly before Byron becomes a character. Man,
1: one of the best they like stretch that out so long uh it's so good like the whole byron and whitley thing and then Dwayne. like that was that's that was just good
0: television <laughs> uh i i can't wait to get to to get to that um uh ooh. so we've um we've talked characters that we're excited or episodes you're excited to see and characters you're excited to see are there any are, are there any like storylines that you think you know, should have been a bigger storyline in the series? Is there something that, like, sort up of here, and you're like, oh, that was a real throwaway. We really should have spent some more time in that. I mean, I don't know uh, if... Okay, this this might sound
1: like I'm not answering your question, but I don't know if there's, like, an actual, like, storyline or anything, mm-hmm. but I can't remember her name. Um, there was this season where... Um, like the new class that was coming out with like Jada Pinkett mm-hmm. and and uh the other like the Christian light skinned dude, bumper, uh, yeah, yeah, no offense to light skinned people, I'm just you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, bumper <around>, on, <laughs> but uh, so so with that group, there was like the one lady who was like kind of like, like she was like the new Kim Wayne's, she was like the ca- campus flirt, you know, um, and like there's a episode where, like, she's in a relationship with this, like, I want to say he's, like, a rapper or something, or he was like, a producer, like, a drummer, or something, something like that. Um, and, like, he is physically...
0: oh, like, He's, like, beating her. The, the like, domestic violence yeah. story with Gina and, and, like, the next week, it's just over.
1: <laughs> yeah, the next week, she's just, like, kind of back to, like, being, like, comedic relief, and I was, like, oh, okay, which... I you know i guess in the world of sitcoms and like weekly episodic you know things where you know there's like a turnover in storylines and who's being paid attention to you kind of get and i guess you forgive for that but i was like well you know let's i'm not saying she has to be like sad every episode, but like they could have like played towards something there but they just kind of like
0: she needs something. I re- there's a line from that episode that I remember to this day, and I mean I watched it recent. Like I did a big rewatch before the the before the podcast started of the whole series. But there's an, a line that Mr. Gaines he's talking about his his like cousin or his aunt or something oh, like yeah. And you know she goes he only hits me because he loves me, and one day he loved her into the grave and yeah. it was just like oh wow i mean <laughs> for a thursday night this is a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that was man that was I, I remember that too i like i mean i don't remember the line but i remember he said something which kind of left me the same kind of like oh well, goddamn! damn uh and,
0: and again um uh, mr gaines is the manager of the pit because he doesn't own the pit it's part of it's part of Hillman or maybe he does, it's unclear, but, like, Mr. Cades works at the pit. He manages the pit or whatever, and um, he just is dropping in these kids' lives, but only, like, five or six of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: he's not going around to all of it. which also you kind of have to love, too, because, like, as, you know, no matter how old these, like, the students got and eventually, you know, becoming, like, the staff on campus, like they only went to the pit, which for again for television episodes or television reasons, that's understandable. But you would think, like, man, you would think Mr. Gaines knows other people, but nope just just in these people's lives. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it makes sense. He he, hell, he doesn't like most of them that he does know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know, if that's
0: true. Man, he gave them all jobs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know he gave him jobs. he kept them on the straight and narrow. that don't mean he liked them That's true. that's true. He put <laughs> up with them
1: <laughs> he's like he's like you like the parent that's like, you know we're not friends or anything. I'm gonna look out for you, but we're not friends.
0: We are not friends <laughs> um any stray thoughts observations about the series? man I wish
1: like uh so i I think earlier when you're asking me like how I watched the show um I remember. Like right after I left college, uh, which I did spend four years in the town that I went to college in, just didn't graduate. <laughs> but <laughs>
0: hey, <laughs> when I got back, it's all of us <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, but when I got back, I you know I got this uh, this pretty good job, and I was like living like uh, you know outside of Dallas, um, uh, and I every time I would go to work. <laughs> I found out that they would play like I want to say it was like three or four episodes of a different world so I would like get up in the morning before I had to go to work and as I was getting ready I would just watch these episodes and like I, it was like kind of my favorite part of like the morning before I would go to work mm-hmm. and I, I just remember thinking like man I wish they would have like, I wish this show would have kept on going and um And I think I remember later on finding out the reasons that didn't happen was because, like, you know, they're actors and they wanted to explore different parts, like different characters and whatnot, which is, you know, great. But it was such good television that I always wish that it would uh, have lasted longer. And then I heard that a reunion was going to happen, like a reunion episode, which I think that was like, I don't know, like five, six years ago.
0: There's a a reunion special that aired on, I want to say, Nick at Night. Um, In 2010 But I think they're They're due for uh, another one Because uh, Dwayne And Dwayne Dwayne would have been class of 91 Mm -hmm. And I think Ron as well Possibly Whitley but I don't know if she graduated on time Or with him so this would be Their 30 year anniversary
1: Yeah man Yeah I would love to see that I would also like to just see a reboot of that show Just like I don't want them to get like fancy, like with anything. I want it to be in the same, like this, like you know, obviously a little bit more modern version of like the campus and the pit. But yeah, I, I think I think they did. It was like just good television.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think
1: people give it enough credit for like how good it was
0: for all of the for all of the issues that I have with characters and like how things are how things happen on the show it is good tv It it is an mm-hmm. enjoyable 22 to 26 minutes of time and yeah usually you're like oh was that it is that all we're getting because you you wet my beak now I, now i want to get a taste exactly exactly man man all right Hopefully. um so <laughs> <laughs> now nah. uh so we're, we're almost done here uh tell everybody where they can find you online
1: uh, all right uh it's Paul says nothing. So uh, it's like my name without the OS. So P-A-U-L says nothing. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, (laughs) all the stuff.
0: All right. Perfect. All right. Um, Thanks so much for joining me this week. All right. Thanks for having me, Dwayne. This was fun. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of a different podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, tell all your friends all about this podcast. Uh, If you want to join us on social media to keep up with the latest uh, information, episodes, bonuses, and just all kinds of random crap, we're on Twitter and Instagram at DiffWorldPodcast. That's D-I-F-W-O-R-L-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.